Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It podcast, where we're going to talk about living the life you want, loving the life you have, and dreaming, daring, and doing stuff. And um, today, I have a friend of mine. Um, she was one of my mentor coaches in Supercoach Academy, and I love her. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to invite you because I think we're going to have fun talking about this. So, Mur, can you share with my people who are listening to you who you are and what you do? Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's a big one, eh? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my name is Mur, short for Marianne. I live in the Rocky Mountains of Utah, and I met Jasmine on Supercoach Academy, and I ended up there myself through an adventure that presented itself to me. I don't even feel like I went and found it. It just showed up at my doorstep, and I followed a trail of breadcrumbs, if you will, to to that space where I met Jasmine. And what do I do? I coach, I teach, I speak, I write, I podcast. I, I'm a mom of three boys. That fills up a lot of my life. Mm. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do next. No. <laughs> so let me ask you. Yeah. If you look in your life, do you like when you know when we're younger, we dream, we have these dreams, oh, I'm going to be like I was going to be a singer, popular singer. Uh, <laughs> what was one of your dreams? I'll try to put words to it, but it was more of a feeling mm. than a specific thing. It was a feeling of, I wanted to move the world. Like I want, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in lead, a leader in just moving us to a better place. Like I just, I mean, I had longings for things like that from a very, very young age. Really? Having, wow. Having, just having really, like just what, what wasn't right was really clear to me in a way that I don't, I don't know is normal for little kids. <laughs> like I just saw the disparities and the discrepancies and what didn't add up to me as truth and love and I just kind of took it on from a young age of, of wanting to be a part of, of unrolling a, a brighter, brighter world for girls, for women, for everybody. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that would come out of my mouth. But yeah, that, that's what that's what hit me when you asked that. 
Wow. So at a very young age, you were already like, this, this, is, this is what I'd like to do. And do you feel, do you feel that you've reached that? Like, have you, were you like striving for it? Or it just, like, is what you were saying is like you were following breadcrumbs, right? To Supercoach Academy. Was that something that you started young too? Hmm. You know, I've never, I've never thought of myself as a real go-getter. I mean, in fact, I was terribly shy as a young child, like overwhelmingly shy. And yet it's almost, as I look back, what I can see now is that the whole thing unfolded just through my own story, through my own experience. I was, I was put in places and give oppor given opportunities and um, met up with people along the way that showed me a larger world, that showed me beyond my circle or that kicked me out of my circle into a wider one. You know, that there was a continual string of peoples and events and opportunities and books and ideas and nudgings and that just brought me here. And there, there were several moments along the way where I didn't feel like I was making quote unquote progress in that dream or that I felt I couldn't find it or I didn't know what to do about it. But looking back, it's easy for me to see that I was just making up a timeline and that, in fact, it's always been unfolding. Mm. And, and it feels more like something that's chosen me than I chose it. It's hard to tell the difference sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's funny, you know, when uh, I... I, when we were off ca camera, I, I was kind of explaining about, you know, dream it, dare it, do it and where it came about. And, and I've explained it in a prior episode to, to my listeners, but it, it, it was basically like, you know, I, I wanted to do something like I dreamed something. I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun if, you know, and then, and then I had a, the whole series of insecure thinking that would show up, but then I would go, no, no, I'm still going to do it. You know, I would dare. That's, that's how I, I brought it in, you know, I dare. And then I would just do it. And then sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't work, you know. But I could see uh, that the dreaming aspect, like, was at one point it wasn't even dreaming it was like, it was like um, a should, like, I'm, so I'm going to say what my word, my, my brain is saying, but my words aren't saying. Uh, so like the very first thing that, that was there for me that I was going for was like, I got to get married, you know, like that, that I, I equated it to a dream, you know, but it wasn't a dream. It was a, 
this is what I should do because I'm a girl and girl needs to get need to get married and get kids, you know, I need a family, got to do that, right? So I kind of like went through that process. And then, and then I did it. I did it for a while. I was a good girl, you know, I was like, okay, you're gonna have one boyfriend and you know, I was the, the good girl. And then eventually something just was like, wow, no, that, that wasn't, that was not a good dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that was just not working for me. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I could, I could, could see where it was going. I was like, no, no. So I broke that up. You know, I, I, I was like, no, 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 no. And then, and then I said, okay, well, if that's not it, then let me, let me do the, the job. So I went after the job and then I stayed there for like another. So I, I stayed, you know, almost a decade with my boyfriend. And then I was like, let's me do a job. And then like 10 years in that. And I was like, okay, well, no, that wasn't it either. And I, I, I kind of like every time I would equate it to a dream, but it, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't something that I was going for, you know, like all of a sudden dreams had different taste to them it wasn't a place I wanted to go it was a feeling like you said you know like and I wish I would have had it young like you <laughs> but I still wouldn't change anything because everything I did in my life brought me where I am today right right and after super coach, I didn't really like I what it wasn't clear. I knew I was I wanted to coach and you know the dream was oh I wanna I wanna practice and I'm gonna have this many coachy and I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. And and you know it's only been a few months and I'm already not there. <laughs> and I'm already like, well, maybe that wasn't the 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 dream, you know. So I think that's what I'd like you to talk about a little bit. Like, cause I, I, of course I'm not saying you're, you're finished in the process, but I think that you, you've seen it faster than me. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what would you say to somebody that's like, okay, that's like, cause I, I know I could have been defeated. I didn't, I wasn't defeated. I kind of like dreamt something else, but I know that some people want this dream and they can't have it. And then they just stop dreaming. Yeah. What, what I hear behind your words is, you know, how is it that we hold a dream? You know, is a dream something that I have to figure out so that I can dot 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 so that I can be happy so that I can be okay so that I can have value so that I can make it so that I can be a success you know we, we hang all these things on it you know like a huge pile of clothes on a clothesline and it weighs it down like it weighs the dream down right the thing, what I think of when I hear the word dream is I'm good, but wouldn't it be cool if mm. like that's the feeling that I love 
to navigate by as much as I can now. And you kind of got a glimpse that you're okay to begin with in order to hold a dream in that way. But even, even a glimpse of that can allow us to, ooh, I want to go play there. You know, like being on the playground. Ooh, I want to go swing. Ooh, going down the slide looks fun. And, and when dreams or ideas or inspirations take on a, that kind of a feeling, it's a whole different ball game. And we're free to leave them behind, to walk away if they're unfinished, to fail, mm. to just play. And there's something when we show up in that way to them where as much space and possibility as possible is present with us when we show up from that place. I mean, we're more likely to succeed from that place than from any other. Mm. That's great. It, 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 it really reminds me of that. That's what I'm doing with these podcasts, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm like, I love doing this. I love having the thought. I love, I love talking into the mic like this and just, <laughs> I just love yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's cool. And it's definitely one of those, hmm, I'm going to go play over there and see what it looks like, you know? Yeah. And when it gets that simple, it's not so hard. When it's yeah. just, ooh, I want to do this now. Yeah. That's mm. beautiful. And so, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. So what would dare like i spoke with georgia on a on, on the call before you and um, on episode two um and she like i was explaining daring you know and i was like ah, people should dare what they do well, maybe i didn't use should but should but i i liked the, the daring of it and for her it meant something for me it's like daring means just forget all the thinking that you may have about it. Don't, don't listen to it. If this drives you, just daring, go do it. So what would, what do you hear when, when I say dare it? what I hear is, is that moment when you're teetering on the edge and you've kind of reached the end of completely bowing down to your insecurity. Like you're, you're ready to, to step beyond it or to leave it behind a little or to turn another direction. Like you're ready not to totally buy it anymore. And there's something out there that looks inviting to you. And the desire for it, it's, it's like a, like a, a teeter totter, like the desire for it tips you just over the edge 
for you to be able to, to fall out of your insecurity and just move your feet and take a step. Mm. And there is, there is this, this, you know, cup full of faith that's required to do that, at least as it looks to me. And mm. that, and that's what I think of as the dare. And, and it doesn't, you know, you can, we can try to force ourselves to do that before the insecurity has faded. And, and we're pretty good at that once in a while. I've been known to do that. But if you give it a little space and time, there will come a moment where there's enough momentum from the desire and the dream to, to pull you over that edge so that it doesn't require, you know, a, a truckload of willpower. Yeah. It's so funny why, I, I don't know why I'm getting this story in my head, but this whole daring thing reminds me of the story of a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend who was single and she, um, she like she went to a wedding and everybody at the wedding like she was the um, uh oh maid of honor no yeah maybe maid of honor and then there was the what what is the counterpart the male counterpart uh best man the best man thank you so and everybody was pressing pre pressuring her to start dating the best man because he was single too and she was just like don't you you know she was really no 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 you're not gonna make me kind of thing and um and she came back from that wedding and we sat and we had a chat you know and she was like everybody was pressuring me and she was like really I didn't want to who are they what, what do they mean you know and that was like I think I'm gonna say this was the Monday I'm talking to her and on the Tuesday she's going on a date with him and I'm going <laughs> of course <laughs> what, what the heck just happened you know like and then I'm telling you something like I don't know a few months later she's telling me she's uh, she, she's their boyfriend girlfriend and I'm going okay I don't understand anything that's going on here and, and we had, it. and then I brought her back and I was like, okay, I got to understand this. And she, what she said, she said, what came to me was, I'd like to experience a relationship. Like she was single and she had never lived through the experience of being in a relationship. And she said, I'd like to experience a relationship. And I feel like she did dare in that moment you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's been many years now and they're married. And the counterpart of that story is that, like, I've heard his story and his story was when he saw her, he said to his father or boyfriend or friend or whatever, he said, I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> so it was, it was just like, <laughs> It was almost like he had the dream, she had to dare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But in the end, they both did it. Literally. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You know what I what I kind of love about that story is that you just no, notice that we always have an opinion. Yeah. You know, and that and that they're not they're not actually in charge. They seem like they are. <laughs> but but, but there's more to the story. There's a bigger wave underneath. I'm I'm doing um do more cool stuff with Michael. Mm. And it's a super fun. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Michael Neal is uh, our our guy. <laughs> he's 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 the guy that teaches Super Coach Academy. So um and he's teaching a class right now called do more cool stuff. And so we've been doing more cool stuff. Thus, this podcast, because this podcast is cool stuff, right? Yes. And uh, this week, we're talking about how we have in our head this little voice that tells us, who do you think you are? Hey, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are for doing this, you know? And and the, to this week's homework was, you know, who do you think you are? <laughs> like, not who do you think you are, but who do you think you are? <laughs> oh, my God, did I say the phrase enough? Um, and who, who do you think you are that you're not, you know, you're not saying, you know? You're, you're kind of like hiding that part. And I could see, I could see for myself that I have a little girl in me. I have, who do I think I am? I'm a little girl inside and I'm small and I can't be doing this. Who do I think, who do I think I am in doing this? And, and I love that I see her. I go, well, this is who you are. This is, you know, this is what you can do. This is you. You can have fun. You can play. You can enjoy. And you don't have to hide. Yeah. And anybody listening I hope that you get inspired to come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> so what are you playing at lately? I heard you said you podcast. Yeah, I did a podcast with a friend uh, for... A handful of months. Yeah, it's done. We're on, a, we're on a pause right now. Okay. Um, and that was super fun. Totally just fell into our lap. And we just went for it. And there are lots of places that I'm playing right now. Like I'm, uh, I'm taking a writing class. Mm. And sometimes that's my favorite thing in my whole life is that writing class. Um, and I'm 
I'm playing with food right now. Like I'm in, a, I'm in the middle of a cleanse right now. So nice. that's another place I'm playing. And I, I've started having weekly conversations with a former client who I grew, I grew up in a very strict Christian religion and she did too, but a very different one. And we've been talking about Christian themes and ideas as a lens for looking at what's true about all of humanity. And man, that's been fun just to make connections to my past, you know, to phrases and ideas and concepts that I used to think meant one thing. And now we're just playing with them from a completely different seat. And that's been really fun. And I think something will come of that at some point, a podcast, a book, a, an offering. I don't know. I don't know what it will be like. It, it will find us when it's time, but yeah, those are a few of the places I'm playing. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's really fun to, It just, it sounds so simple that it sounds stupid, but like literally to just be able to do what you'd really like to do. Yeah. Like that to me, that that's life's way of speaking. That's dreams way. That's a dreams way of finding you. It's just what, what, what really sounds fun to you. It's, I, I have to admit that I had stopped, um, well, I don't, I'm going to say I had stopped dreaming, but it was more like I was in a lull, you know, I was in this lull for the past few years, you know, life happens, I mean, you know, <laughs> just life happens, right? And, and then you got to take care of other stuff, <laughs> Because other stuff that's not life, <laughs> other stuff, other stuff that's not fun necessarily, or, you know, that is not what you thought it was. And now I'm referring to me taking care of my mom, you know, like when I took care, my mom had dementia. So I took care of her for a few years. And, and so it wasn't about me, it was about her. Like all of a sudden, everything just became about her. So that's what I mean in a lull, because it wasn't, I, as long as she was alive, you know, I wasn't, I was happy. I was like, it wasn't that I wasn't happy, but I wasn't going after, okay, let me create a podcast. Let me do this, because, you know, there was, there's just a certain amount of time you can you have in a day that you can handle you know um and and i i got into this space of um comfort i guess comfort in the not dreaming or playing or having fun kind of thing and I, I, I woke up and went like, wait, I used to have fun. Well, what's going on? You know, <laughs> like, what's, what's, I, what's going on? And I started playing again and going to things that 
um, I, I've been wanting to do. I mean, the pandemic was like, I know everybody tells me it's like really bad, but it brought so much to me. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I started doing my own products with essential oils. I've been wanting to do that for ever. <laughs> Never, ever did it. And now I'm doing it. And I love it. It's just like, never thought I would do something like that. Never thought I could. And I can, I'm a, I'm like a natural. Let me do this stuff. Shake here. A little bit of that, a little bit of this. I'm good. And I'm having fun. And it's, it's fun to find her, this Jasmine again, you know? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, it's, it's, it strikes me how we all have a story mm. about how much we're doing and how much fun we're having and, and what's, what's better and what's worse. And when I wasn't figuring out and when I did and like, I just, and I do that too. And yet, I don't know, I just keep thinking about the, the seasons, how a tree just stands there with no leaves for five or six months where I live, <laughs> you know, and, and doesn't do anything. Mm. And yet things are happening beyond our awareness or beneath the surface. I think about um, when I went through cancer, I mean, that, that definitely felt like a detour. Like that wasn't in the plan. That wasn't part of my dream, right? Yeah. Your dreams about having cancer. <laughs> but, but man, it was a doorway into a whole world of more vivid, alive dreams. You know, so like there's, there's those opinions again of what we should be doing and how much we should be doing and what kind of things we should be doing. And, and I just can't help but sense the place from which it's all a perfect, gorgeous unfolding that's creating a dream that we haven't even imagined yet in some way. Hmm. I don't know if I ever shared with you that I had, uh, I also, I didn't have cancer. It was, I had a, an emergency hysterectomy because my ovaries were um, oranges and uh, the size of oranges. And um, the, um, the tumors had created, I had a lot of liquid in my stomach and the tumors had, had they had uh, acted like a cancer they were on my intestines. So they took, when I had the operation, they removed 15 tumors from me. They had to take some off of my intestines. And then when they tested it, it was what they call a tumor that is borderline cancerous. Mm. And, um, and so I, I'm constantly checked. They, they're all constantly checking me because it's a tumor that can come back and cannot be taken away with um, chemo or radiation. 
The only way they can take them, it's like taking them out. So when, when the whole thing occurred, um, I, I knew I had something in my stomach because I couldn't dance anymore. Like, you know, I would dance like this. You know, I'd, I'd do this and then I'd feel weird and I'd be like, oh, what's going on with my stomach, you know? Well, I had all, I had four liters so that I have a, I had a gallon of liquid in my stomach. And so when I was dancing, it was all the, the, the movement, right? And all my organs were moving inside there. So that's what I was feeling weird with, you know? So um, when the doctor saw the, the radio, the, the x-ray, he said, I, I had, see, I told this story so many times, but in French. <laughs> so I got the French words coming up, but not the English words. So the x-ray, um, he said, I'm pretty sure it's a cancer. I'm pretty sure it's very advanced. Um, so I want to, I can't see anything. I, I can't be, conf I can't confirm with the radio. So I have to open you up. And I have to go see, but it could be that when I open you up, I'm not going to like what I see. I'm going to close you back down and then I'll send you to chemo. So this is what, like, for me, first of all, that never even, like, cancer was never in my brain, never showed up. I don't know about you, but never showed up in my brain. So it was kind of like, oh, my God. And my mother would never cry. My mom's was like, her, her chin was moving like this. Like, it was a big thing for us, you know. And I was, I, I think I was in a stun mode. I was just like, what? Uh, and everybody just wanted, like, I have a lot of people that love me. <laughs> so, you know, they wanted to help me. And I was like, there, what do you want to do? There's nothing that you can do. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. I mean, I just have to go through. The, there is something inside there. I know there's something inside there. I can feel it when I go like this, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So one girl said, but Jasmine, don't you know, I'm not like this holistic person and I can do a whole bunch of things for you. What do you want me to do? And I said, okay, you know, I, I, I wasn't, um, I'm not very religious. Uh, I'm, you know, I was raised a Catholic, but I'm not religious. And when I do pray is because I need help. <laughs> Otherwise I don't pray. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's what it's for. <laughs> I want to be like, please God, help me, help me. Otherwise that's it, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, so my friend is like, I'm going to put you on a prayer chain. And it, it so happened that I had just read an article about the power of prayer. And so when she said, I'm going to put you on a prayer chair and say, okay, I said, put me on a prayer chain, do that. You know? So she said, okay, I'm putting you on a prayer chain, but she says, here are the rules. You have to tell me, what do you want me to pray for? I was like, oh man, you're so annoying. What do you <laughs> like? I don't want to die. <laughs> this is one prayer. Uh, but that's not what I asked for. I actually asked for good looking insides. <laughs> because <laughs> I knew that when he was going to open me up, I said, if he likes what he sees, then he can you know, like in my mind, this is how it worked. If he opens me up, he likes what he sees. It 
looking good. He's going to take the stuff away and he won't have to come back out, go back in. I won't have to do chemo. So that where, that's where I went, right? So she said, okay, I can do that. So another friend of mine says, Jasmine, what can I do? And I'm like, oh man, these people are so annoying with their love. Oh man. And so I told her, put me on a prayer chain. And she's like, I can do that. I'm going to put you on a prayer chain. So that whole week I had people calling me. I didn't know how powerful prayer chains was. After this story, I knew Many people are on prayer chains because people were calling me. I just heard what, what's going on. <laughs> I was like, you're on a prayer chain? What is that about? You know, me who's not religious, who doesn't know about those things. So I went through the operation. And when I woke up, I had this dream in my mind. You know, like you, I went to the worst. And the worst was the doc, I wake up and the doctor is looking at me like this, you know, like with a bad face saying, it's really bad. And I opened my eyes and I had him at two inches from my face with a major smile on his face. And he was, and all I could say was, but you're smiling. And he was like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, you're smiling. And I said, he's like, yes. Mom, 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 he's smiling. I was freaking out. He says it's non-cancerous. I was like, what the fuck? I, I like, it was just like out of my mind because it was just like such an ordeal. And all of this happened in a month. And as I was, I'm coming to the end of my story. It's a long one, but I'm coming to the end of the story. And where I'm coming is the, the girl that does the, um, you know, that puts you to sleep. What are they called? The people that, yeah, so this, this girl comes in and I said, you were in the, in the operating room, weren't you? She said, yes. I said, are you there the whole time? And she's like, yes. I said, I have a weird question for you. She's like, what? When he opened me up, do you remember if the doctor said I had good looking insides? And she says, you know? that's so funny because I remember him being very happy with what he saw. <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> and I just thought it was just the most, it was the most beautiful, most difficult time, you know, but so such a beautiful moment too. And it amazes me at how sometimes in the most difficult moments, we have the most beautiful times. Oh, yeah. That's just true. It's just like... Something falls away. And we can just see more clearly. What do you think it is that falls away? Our thinking? Our fear? I don't know. For me, it was a it was like all the fluff, all the superfluous, mm. all of the 
all of the, gosh, I don't have the words for it. But like, I think fluff is good. <laughs> yeah, just what, what mattered and what I really cared about was just front and center. There's nothing around it, nothing before it, just me and it. It just got cleaner and simpler. In a just, in a gorgeous way. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like when, when, when what, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble finding the words. <laughs> when what isn't um, indestructible falls away, like, like a healthy body or a relationship or, I mean, anything that's in this world of stuff and people and bodies and experience when when that when some of it falls away it's like there's less in the way of seeing what doesn't fall away what can't be broken what can't be knocked off its center what can't be screwed up what can't die and somehow when when the hurricane happens in the world of stuff my experience is is that it's just easier to see that which can't fall away. Mm. Like Michael's question this week, who do you think you are? Like there's so much that we think we are that falls away when we actually get a glimpse of whatever it is in us that can't be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Answering that question was like, I still haven't answered the question because <laughs> every time I kind of go, I'm, oh, you know, that's the past experience. Uh, I'm, uh, no, that's what isn't. Yeah. Us than what is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, a lifelong wondering. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I'm going to ask you one last question before we leave. And, and the question is, if anybody that is listening, is there anything for anybody that is listening that you would like to tell them about dreaming? Yeah. Dreaming isn't hard work. You don't have to work at dreaming. Like we are, we are built and designed and created to get inspired and to have cool ideas and to have dreams. Like it's, it's natural to us. And, and when enough of our own opinions get out of the way, it's just going to come through. It's going to pop up.
Yeah, I think that's what I want to say. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun. It was fun. We let wisdom drive us. Tell us where we were going. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for listening. If you want more information on Mer, Mer, do you have a website? Yes, I do. www.mermonson.com. M-E-R-M-O-N-S-O-N. Fantastic. So that's how you can reach her. And uh, everybody, remember, dream it, dare it, do it. Do it. Dream it, dare it, do it. See you next time. Bye-bye.